on arrival got ditched at departure. Hi, I'm Twinkle Motherfucking Toes of the Alabama Motherfuckings. And I am your neighborhood, uh, local neighborhood meme dealer, Jamal. What's your favorite? What's what are you um currently dealing? Uh, disturbing. Well, there are two things that I'm currently dealing. Um, memes about uh, gay black gamers. So there's a uh, image of this couple posted up, and they're both playing a Nintendo game. Um, one is straddling the other one, and his hand is on. One hand is on a controller, the other hand is on a butt. I really uh-huh. like that. I don't think I've and, seen that one. Well, there are several um, uh, versions of, the, of this one. And then there's another one of an arm with a syringe in it drawing blood. And then the next scene is the syringe pumping the blood into a bowl. And then the final scene is a hand pushing the bowl towards a mosquito saying, eat that and leave my legs alone. See, this is the musings of someone who clearly shit posts memes because I have not seen one of those. Yeah. <laughs> so let's get into episode six of Canada's Drag Race. Yeah. Episode last night, I really enjoyed it. It was. I, I thought that I thought that it was one of the best episodes so far of the season. Yeah, because I think um, it was it was a um it was a really tight episode because. Everyone pretty much did okay. Mm-hmm. Right. So they had to like split hairs and we'll get into exactly what happened. Wait, I that. might disagree with that, but we'll talk about that later. Well, you know. Remember, we have to use an altered lens. We've already talked about <laughs> that. <laughs> we have to adjust our lenses. So we are the next day we are uh, in the workroom. Last week Priyanka and Kiara had to lip sync to I Drove All Night by Celine Dion. Um and- Did you know Cindy Lauper sang that song in the eighties? As a cover? So I was trying to figure out who was the original person to sing that song because Cindy Lauper has a version that predates Celine's. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, um... And then there are, like, tons of other people who have covered that song, so I don't know. And, I mean, Cindy Lauper is, like, you know, a great songwriter, so I was mm-hmm. like, well, maybe Cindy was the original person there. and well, Celine just zhuzhed it up for uh, the VH1 uh, Moms with Music Videos era. Well, you know, a lot of the girls, you know, tend to make other covers uh, more popular. Uh, Torn by Natalie and Brooklyn <laughs> was a uh-huh. cover. Uh, Nothing Compares to You is a Prince cover. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so they lip sync last week. Kiara gets sent to the house. And basically she writes um, a dissertation on the mirror and then tied with the entire <laughs> she, just, she, and... did, she just wrote with like <laughs> size 58 font. <laughs> Which is good because now I can see it, right? Um, and Priyanka had to clean the entire thing up, and I, I have to tell you, like every time I look at the 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 mirror messages to clean, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna have to pull a Willem and be like, I can't be seen cleaning on TV, girl, because <laughs> that shit is all over the place. Who's whose station is that that they're drawing on? It's probably like five or six people's stations, depending <laughs> on how long the mirror message is. Mm. So anyway, I always wonder how the the stations are divvied up. I mean, I'm assuming it's first come, first serve. Yeah. But then, like, you had the girls sitting at tables <laughs> with, with um, like, little handheld mirrors and ring lights and you just need praying. Space, because them bitches are, like, right on top of each other. Right. And, and if like, you... my little makeup station in my room is definitely bigger than a little half a table that they have. 
Right. And if I you like had the if <laughs> if you had the misfortune of being on a season with Silky Nutmeg Ganache, apparently, um, you wanna be as far away from her as possible when cosmetics are being applied because the girls voted her the most sloppy uh makeup station they've ever seen. Like she's throwing shit all everywhere. Mm. So the <laughs> they finish the Bianca finishes wiping the entire mirror off of Kiki's message and they sit down and have a little Kiki about who's in the winner's circle and who isn't. And I gotta tell you, I really love that this winner circle is Rita, Jimbo, who won <laughs> last week's snatch game, uh-huh. Bianca and Lemon, because it's a mix of old and new school. Yeah, and it, I mean it was it was a interesting guy like uh mixed bag of people who have won challenges. Mm-hmm. I almost forgot that Lemon won a challenge. Because she looks um, like the week before that. <laughs> right, exactly. Because when Lemon was sitting there, I was like, wait, did Lemon win a fucking challenge? She sure did. She won the Heritage uh, the Heritage Moment Challenge, which she right. was wonderful in. Right, right. Yeah. Um, so I was like, wait a second. But yeah, so there's that dichotomy of people who have won challenges and bitches who are pressed. Right. And, and Scarlet is Scarlet is over it dot com. Priyanka is like, oh my god, I've been in the top and the bottom. But like, I'm mostly threatened by this half of the table, mm-hmm. which I can see because I would be threatened by. Well, first I wouldn't be threatened by no bitch. But if I was talking about who was actual competition, it would definitely be those girls, specifically Jimbo, actually, and whatever they are um, rigging for Rita back, Rita Bagger. <laughs> You're not even going to give it five minutes before you, <laughs> you get into it. Now you know. Well, listen, we'll get into that. We Listen, we have a long show, girl. We're going to keep moving through these points. Scarlett Boko <laughs> is overit.com. Uh, yes. Basically, it's like, yo, Miss Priyanka, weren't you just lip-syncing last week, bitch? Right. And Scarlett has been safe this entire time. So, in my head, I'm thinking two things is about fitting to happen. One, because <laughs> she said, well, me and uh, Scarlett and... Uh, and I have not lip sync. I was like, oh, one of y'all about to get sent to the house. <laughs> right, right, pretty much. One of y'all about to get sent to the house. Or she's going to win this week's challenge. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert, that did not happen. But, but, oh, what was I about to say, girl? I got real distracted. You said one of them was about to get sent to the house or one of them was going to win. And Scarlett did not and win. That did not happen, right. But, Nothing really leads up to it. There's nothing really going on during this this couch conversation. This is mostly just set up that actually doesn't go in any misdirect direction. Like, normally, well, like, the misdirects felt, will go I, somewhere. Yeah, but I thought that Scarlet... I mean, and I felt myself anticipating Scarlet winning the entire episode, and I think Me too. probably because of the setup of the couch. And right. then when it didn't happen, I was like, oh. And, you know, we'll talk about it later, but this mm-hmm. that's just like a running, that's a running thing with Scarlet in this season, is that the Susan Lucci that, edit. Yeah, that bitch is probably going to cap at top five and then go home. Mm-hmm. With no wins. I mean, wouldn't be the first bitch. <laughs> no, no, not at all, but I'm just calling it, I'm calling it, and she's definitely at least deserved one win so far in my book. Right, same. Same. Yeah, she definitely gets a... She's getting a little bit of that Jan edit. Yeah. So, the next day, apparently, they gave... They bring up this warning that Boa got that was not aired. Right! I was confused. Why do they keep doing that? <laughs> Maybe they're like us. They got too much material. It's like, girl, we just got shit. It's coherent. <laughs> as coherent as possible within <laughs> whatever time limit we got. 
That's what we're running with. Well, like they have seconds. They 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 stopped Bo before she even got to the end, and Stacey McKenzie said something to her. And then, like before the week before Tainomi went home, Brooklyn stopped her before she got back to the back of the stage and said something to her. And I'm like, listen, bitches, if y'all gonna come for the girls, like this is not supposed to be built in, you know, misdirect for the next episode. Ho, tell it right. now, so we know what's the tea. Yeah, and can I say I hate when they do that? Me too. I think it's inappropriate. Yeah, I'm walking to the back of the stage. Oh, so so. Step it up. Right. This I just stood here for three hours with you critiquing me. Just three hours? It's an early day for them. You know what I mean? D- shut the fuck up. That yeah. I would be that girl and then you would immediately see me go home. You like, you know what? <laughs> Actually I had a whole like um <laughs> I had a whole uh daydream today of being on drag race and Michelle Massage saying oh, we're just we're waiting for to see you do this. And me just saying, you know what, actually, Michelle, I hear you say this shit all the time. And, you know, and then I went off. It was a whole... <laughs> I was feeling that. I was I was like, you never tell the other girls. You, you know just want to cuss out Michelle Visage. That's all you want to do. I mean, I don't, I'm just saying, if I was on that stage, things might have to be said. Because I'm like, girl, I know you... <laughs> you know how adore when Michelle, like, let her have it in All-Stars? Mm-hmm. And Adore was like, uh, I think Michelle was like, well, what are you, what's going on? What do you feel? Or something like that. And Adore was like, well, I knew you were going to go hams and you went ham. So mm. that moment. <laughs> A time. Well, I appreciate Adore for saying that. Right. So we get the intro, RuPaul's Drag Race. I don't want to get sued, even though we are using several. Uh, unauthorized clips by RuPaul. Girl. <laughs> our intro. Girl, uh, interludes. We found out that this week's judge is Tom Green, who she's I too busy fracking. Um, but I forgot was Canadian. This whole thing with Canada draggers to me is like, are they Canadian? Yeah, I mean, well, you know, we have several. Uh, <laughs> I know you don't read comic books, but there's uh, the scrolls in Marvel. Um, are shapeshifters, and there was like a big storyline where you find out that half of the superheroes um, in the current timeline were actually scrawl implants waiting to carry out some some plan. So we oh, have several Canadian, team. right? Exactly, we have several Canadian like scrolls um, in main in our in our <laughs> pop culture because you know Tom Green. I didn't know Deborah Cox was Canadian. I knew that. That, that was just like that was a wild moment for me. Look at that, just proving <laughs> that Americans think what? that everybody's American. <laughs> right. You just gotta be from Montana or something. Right. Surely that bitch is from Oklahoma. And then, oh, right. just kidding. <laughs> right. Well, Oklahoma. yeah, I mean, I, I, always, I always associate Tom Green with my um, childhood. That's concerning. <laughs> well, it's just because he was he he was he reached prominence like during mm-hmm. my childhood, so I, I would see his face regularly, Have and I remember it was just like exactly stupid comedy. I remember that dumb as shit. Did <laughs> <laughs> you like some sausage, Daddy? Why I was hoping was a lip sync song. It was not. Why um, that? Hey, a girl can dream. <laughs> and you would be and you would be in charge of recapping the lip sync portion of the video. Sorry, so would... someone just broke out like the casing and like started filling up the casing with me. It was a whole thing. 
What? Because <laughs> it was about sausage, sausage cases. Oh, oh, yeah. wow. I did not follow that. <laughs> it was like Celine Dion last week all over again. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's not coming back to me. <laughs> so, uh, Jeffrey Boyer Chapman walked into the room, and tonight he looks wonderful. Yes, uh, <laughs> simplicity. Yes, he looks wonderful in this suit uh, today. And we learned that the mini challenge is a psychic hotline challenge. Well, I'm not gonna lie, that was, <laughs> that was not the planned mini challenge. <laughs> yeah, how do you think they really just changed the mini challenge just to <laughs> come for Priyanka? Why not? They over here uh, pulling uh, Boa to a side and being like, listen here, you round bitch. You get it fucking together. I'm going to fucking send you home. That was go. not aired on. That was not the clip that was aired. <laughs> it might as well have been. <laughs> So, so Priyanka last week, for those who uh, are behind on uh, Canada's Drag Race, did Miss Cleo, and um, she clearly didn't see that she was going to be in the bottom two that week because it was the fuck terrible. And right. poor Priyanka is lay shook. Right. <laughs> She's like, what the fuck? Right. But we do learn that there is a guest caller on the other side, and it is none other from UK's Drag Race. Miss Crystal, who is originally Canadian. Yeah, Crystal Bath, actually. Yes, yes. Uh, they would not allow that to be aired on the BBC. Right, but meanwhile, in the US, you could be called Crystal Method and well, get your life. Listen, meanwhile, in the UK, they are getting a bus pass and 50% <laughs> off tax preparation as the prize. So. Jeez, oh my God. And I wonder how, like, Vivian has made several, like, jabs at this when she was in the pit stop with Bob and um, they were what recapping all stars. I don't remember. That but... was the, the all three looks. Oh, yeah, Vivian was yeah, hot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and she was recapping. She was like, these girls are getting $10,000 for a lip sync. And she's like, last season they got $1,000 just for participation. And we <laughs> all we get is a badge. <laughs> they, they get a commemorative uh, Dragon NYC tote bag. Oh, God. I remember <laughs> when I realized that there were no prizes on the UK drag race while I was I thought watching. I misheard it. Yeah, I thought I misheard that. I said, wait, and I, I, I first noticed during the intro when Rude would bliss, you know, normally yeah. The winner of RuPaul's Drag Race gets a sickening supply, and it was like, the winner of RuPaul's Drag Race gets a special in Hollywood on Wild Presents, <laughs> and then <laughs> I was like, wait a sec, what? Tipple Sejour got one of those, wait a minute. I said, oh, they are. And then I realized it's a, it's it's a policy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in the UK. And I was like, Well, oh. you know, I thought that it was going to come into play somewhere later down the line in the season. I was wrong. <laughs> right. Like 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 infinity stones, like you get infinity badges, and then like I don't know, you have to uh, beat Vanessa Veggie Mateo in a lip sync. So then you well, you that's might, not a challenge. Well, you know, you know, I'm being I'm being gentle today. Mm. Anywho, <laughs> the girls are supposed to play psychics in Crystal, uh, who is uh, <laughs> this is funny because we were talking about this yesterday um, <laughs> offline. Uh, her storyline is that she's in love with a married man. Uh huh. Um, and we just sort of go through the line of girls uh, making, uh, pretending to be Miss Cleo. Now, my question is: <laughs> clearly, Priyanka took some notes because that should have been her Miss Cleo performance, right? Well, she just changed. I mean, it was 
it was an example of her actually being good at improv. She just changed exactly. the character. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, I'm not clear what it was that Boa was giving. But I thought it was funny. For some reason, her running off in just boots with those titties flopping everywhere had me cracking up. So this was some foreshadowing for me, though. Because this <laughs> was... It was, because for me, it said that Boa is... She is relying on a lot of being able to um, have this amplified personality mm-hmm. and not tailoring it to the needs of the challenge. Why are you being a fake stripper mm-hmm. if she can't see you? Right, right. And it's just you being chaotic and running right. out of the room, which was cute. And she pads down even in quick drag. Yes, which I appreciate. She must have those. They must be built into shorts, like Eureka's. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Eureka's are built into, like, some shorts. Yeah. Yeah, she, she is... That body is always giving you nice. a curve. Nice. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> I, this one for me was some foreshadowing. Everyone else was okay. I did not did not expect Lemon to win the fucking challenge. Yeah, I mean, that was just chaotic. It was like, okay, girl, who... <laughs> let me just stick my hand in a jar and pull out a name. Which is why this was not the playing challenge. <laughs> right. And I mean, hey, um, I did think that everybody in the mini challenge was uh, funny uh-huh. in parts, and so I could have seen anybody like winning and the mini right. challenge doesn't mean shit anyway so girl who cares if you win a mini challenge yay well you know it's the girls used to talk about how like you know you never know the mini challenge but sometimes you win a sickening supply of like costume jewelry from fear strike jewels and then sometimes. other times right sometimes and then other times it's like well you are responsible for the lineup and you have to also operate the camera right other girls <laughs> right no responsibilities so it's really a catch twenty two with the minis, but these bitches uh, collect the minis like it's a. Uh, I mean, I guess. Listen, I won a, a Jackbox. I don't know if you were, are you familiar with it, like a party game. No, I won two of those party games last night, and I'm not letting one bitch live down that I won. So <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm also incredibly competitive. You'd be one of those girls. You'd be like bag of chips when she was bad shaming everybody else. <laughs> Which only ended up being shell hole. <laughs> but you ain't got one of these, did ya? <laughs> Much better. Much better. Now, do you think Do you think Bagger said that to her mother after she shamed her for having a? Oh, I don't want to talk about that episode. That was so de- <laughs> that was so depressing. Because you know, I was a Bagger Chips fan. I was like, okay, Bagger, yeah. you know what I mean? We are coming in. She's the dark horse she could win. And then that episode came, and I was like, why are y'all making me hate her? She was ugly, that episode. <laughs> I do have yeah. a question for you, though. Huh? We had a debate about this last night. Oh, see. <laughs> what was Crystal doing there? Because <laughs> she's Canadian! But, like, do you think that she, do you think she flew over specifically for that, or, like, she was in the area? Like, I this mean... This is why I think this was not the mini-challenge, because, like, they were like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, uh, Crave. Crystal is in the area at her mom's house. You want to give her a Nothing's... call and see if she can throw some drag? Nothing's out of the realm of possibilities. Perhaps Crystal was um, always going to be there, and they uh-huh. didn't know what capacity, so they just threw her into that. Right. Um, which I can see. I mean, I they fly people in to do random shit all the time. 
Look at I how many it. like Yeah, look how many um girls in the US seasons just get flown in. It's like, <laughs> hey, come do this. And they're like, Hi. But did you see that um we are getting off topic, but uh, <laughs> did you see when uh Davide de Campo wanna call for Katya <laughs> and then Katya was actually there? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Just random and, and but also too, what it does do, what the function of it also is to help push the newer show. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, so if you like, because they advertise that Crystal was going to be on it. Um, oh, did they? I didn't remember seeing that. Yeah, that's how I, I knew she was going to be on this episode before the episode aired because on the Canada's Drag Race Instagram. They had a picture of her, and it was like, uh, next episode, look who stops by. I say hi to girls. Um, so, I mean, having, like, the established girls from another branch of the brand mm-hmm. does help to uh, reinforce, push up the the newer series. Like a nice bra. Yeah. If this was, like, a, a comic book, I don't know why I'm on comic books today. Yeah, girl, if like, this, uh, uh, hang it up, flat screen mistake. Because what are you talking about? You don't know shit about no comic books. Girl. Well, do you want me to go back to Game of Thrones references? Bitch, I'm not going to know those. Listen, listen, we need a universal reference. Listen, okay, so if this was a multiverse, you can oh, understand what that means. No, girl, uh uh. <laughs> if this was a multiverse, what it also is doing is helping to set up uh, strings and uh, strings and things. For the international season of All Stars, which I am begging for, you know that's not what I thought you were going to say when you said multiverse, and um, now I'm disappointed. Well, it's never what you think. <laughs> it's never what you think I'm going to do. Uh, well, I will say though, I was super jazzed to see Crystal because I do like her. I loved everything she gave on UK's Drag Race. Yes, her hairy chest. That is a little bit of a point <laughs> that I I uh, avert my eyes for. But what? I, I really love loved her. Um, eh, I'm yeah. you know, touching on that. Um, again, drag is art, and if that's your art, that's your jish. It's not my favorite thing, but that's okay. Yeah. Um, I loved her um, off to the races look. Still, hands down, one of my favorite. Oh, uh, yeah, except for that wig that was underneath. That was a choice. <laughs> well, that was the way she won the challenge, girl, and that shit was a choice. <laughs> Anywho, let's get into this main challenge. <laughs> oh, I knew she was going home the minute I saw that wig. I said, oh, that wig. Then it she was lip syncing, and she and the Vivian was right there. I said, oh, Miss Thing, you were going home. That shit was receding, girl. <laughs> this is the end. You got a terrible wig, and you have the person who they're trying to let win <laughs> lip syncing against you. It's, oh, it's a wrap. So talk to us about this challenge, darling. Okay, so the girls, so the challenge is that they have to do infomercials or commercials for uh, uh, legal services being provided, late night legal services. Uh, So, well, they made a big point about how these commercials would come on at night, you know what I mean? Like, when you're going to sleep, it's like this, and then the um, Quiet Storm, like, collection of of music. Wait, and and then, oh, sorry, go ahead. That was one of, these are the things that you see that let you know it's time to go to bed. Right. And then like at three o'clock in the morning. Animal crackers in <laughs> Right, <Mom's> exactly. <laughs> Didn't you love Shirley Temple in that? No. Well, here at Time Warner. <laughs> oh father. 
right. I'm just like, oh, I should probably be asleep right now. Yes. Or zoo books. Right. Well, usually, well, my mother doesn't listen to this. Usually, I flip to that when I felt like somebody was coming because what was really on was real sex. I think it's wonderful oh. that you all had HBO because we did not. Oh, we did. <laughs> all those like soft porn shows that came on HBO and Showtime. It was, oh, Jesus. And I will always be like looking at the corner of the screen trying to, where's the penis at? Because <laughs> uh, you would see the entire woman and you would just see none of the man. It was so yeah. disappointing. You've come um, a long way. Thank you, Oz. So, <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so late that's late night legal. And so the girls are divided into teams. We have, uh, Bobo and Alona. Yes. And then we have Priyanka and Lemon. Yes. And then we have Boa has the misfortune of being sandwiched in between uh, Rita and Jimbo. Why do you think it's a misfortune? Because I knew that Boa has problems um, performing in a scripted challenge that's been uh-huh. established. Uh-huh. Uh, and for some reason, I felt that the, her being in a group with them, they would not have the patience. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? There's more... Well, Jimbo. See, Jimbo's kind of cunty if you pay attention. Oh, um, I noticed. She yeah. came on there uh, in that fucking princess gown and didn't tell me. She was like, oh, yeah, you want to wear leopard dresses? That's fine. That's fine. I'm coming out as uh, Princess Buttercup. As a party princess, and right? You want, you want to be astronauts? That's all right. That's right. All you right. want to wear? You want to wear shite? You can wear some shite, right? Uh, but um, yeah, and Rita too. So I, I don't know. I felt like Boa would be left in the team with two strong people who mm-hmm. would not have the time or pay. They would let her, you know, kind of sink, right? Uh, not maliciously, but just like, oh, girl, whatever. You know what I mean? Because uh, being self centered. Yeah, when I was looking at uh. It could have been. It, it, I looked at the the makeups. First of all, I don't think anyone got a bad team. Uh, Scarlet was not. I mean, Scarlet was not happy about being in a team with Alona. But we'll, well get into that mean? in a second. I mean, that's your so called best friend. Would you be? Well, Lemon kind of aired that shit out, Loki. Like, uh, <laughs> so Jimbo, Rita, and Boa as a group could be a dynamic group. I just think it's be. a group that has too much chaotic energy. <laughs> someone needs to be there to ground them which I think Rita ends up doing yeah um, is there a particular team that you would have wanted to be on um I think I would have wanted to be on the team with <sighs> you better think it out girl I don't know because I was about to say Lemon and Priyanka but I don't know if they would have had time for me being overwhelmed <laughs> Because it seems like they were both like comfortable with each other because they're both uh-huh. at a 10. They're like, okay, we're going to do this and this and this. And then, you know, five splits and then a, a cartwheel. Right. Um, yeah, but I think I think that team I would want to be on. I definitely wouldn't want to be on the team with Alana. Um, right. Same. And yeah, I think that Boa by herself is a lot of chaotic energy. So I don't know right. if being on the team with her and then Jimbo and then Rita. Right. I think. I've been back. Definitely not both Scarlet and Alona. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, that's no shade. It's just I was like of the options, like I'm between Priyanka and Lemon. But yeah, there's a lot of chaotic energy there too, and maybe I would be the oh, yeah. 
let's focus. And we're going to focus this in this way. And then Jimbo Rita and Boy, oh my God, that could just be an explosion of amazing. Mm-hmm. You imagine loud ass me and loud ass Jimbo on this, and loud ass Boa on the same team. Right. Shout out to um, Lemon's uh, manicure, by the way, which I kept looking at during the, the lead up to the challenge. I kept looking at that her confessional shirt is a shirt of lemons. Yeah, you Marked. didn't realize that? I mean, I've noticed it, but like I, today, this one time, given how much she's being thrown under the bus, <laughs> I was like, oh, you know when bitches, when it starts to thin out, you really start to pay attention to the girl. I mean, she uh-huh. wasn't wearing a damn brown cow on the top of her fucking baseball cap. So, you know. Stunning! Yeah. Stunting. Yeah, well, she isn't. She isn't like overbranding like that, yeah. where it just beats you upside the head. It's like, hey, my name's Lemon, you know. Um, nudge, nudge. Right. So, <clears throat> Priyanka and Lemon are pretty much, I think, uh, on the same page with their skit. They're talking mm-hmm. about how they are going to be legal services for women who have injured their lady parts. Um, lady bits. Yeah, the little lady bits. Um, and I think that they... I think that um, they work well together. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seems like they knew what they were doing. And they had like a clear way. Something that I was impressed by when they went into the the filming with Stacy is that they they were like... They had a clear outline of what they right. were going to do. It wasn't chaos. They're like, we got this much time. We're going to do this, this, this. You know what I mean? Um, in and out, in and out. And they both are good at uh, the acting challenges based on what we saw before mm-hmm. in the um, the history challenge. Yep, they're saving reginas. <laughs> <laughs> right. Meanwhile, um, on the other couch, uh, Team Chaos, which is not Boa, Jimbo, and Rita, it's Ilona and Scarlett trying to get this script together. Yeah, and I need them to pack up this sissy thing because... Oh, Jesus. I was so annoyed. I was so annoyed. It didn't even make sense. And so they're like, I don't even... I still don't even fully grasp what the skit was. I just know that they were beating the hell out of each other and screaming sissy every five minutes. Right, we'll get into that in a second because I have some thoughts. (laughs) Right, and Jimbo... I mean, not Jimbo. um, Bobo has some thoughts, too. (laughs) That Ilona was not trying to... Like, be in agreement with. Ilona had her own train that she was on. And I like the scene where Scarlett just hands the notebook to Ilona, which is like, <laughs> bitch, fine, just write. You know what I mean? <laughs> Since you're which committed to so this. smart, because, I mean, it's no use trying to fight over it. Mm-hmm. I, I, It's weird that they're so... I guess it makes it the opposite to track, because Scarlett always just seems very laid back to me, and Ilona is a lot. I didn't know they were friends like that until this episode. They've been friends like this since episode two. It's they said episode just, two. I was not paying attention. Well, you know, Scarlett's also allegedly uh, BFFs with Boa. I'm not clear where her allegiances are. Quite <laughs> um, so it's very interesting that they are they've sort of uh, attached to one another because the the energy is so different. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm interested to see how this goes when we get to the. Uh, I have some notes. We we'll see how this goes when we uh, get to the main challenge. I can't wait to see what happens. Monocle. And then what's going on with Jimbo, Rita, and Boa? Uh, Boa, so I, uh, okay, so admittedly, I'm not, I was not pulling for Boa to win, right? The whole, the whole, like, show. (laughs) Yeah. But my heart 
uh, has gone out to Boa since the beginning because she kind mm-hmm. of came in and she, when she initially came in, she had like this whole um, edit of being, oh, this is the person that people can't stand because she's too much. Right. Um, and so automatically, whenever a girl is deemed too much, I kind of feel for them. Mm-hmm. You know, because sometimes that too much is just uh, unfair treatment. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, oh, you People don't like projecting. this personality. Yeah. Um, and then I realized as the show went on, I'm like, oh, she has really bad anxiety problems. Mm-hmm. Cripples her in these situations. And that's what's happening on the couch is she's trying to get it together. Um, right. And she she can't. Um, I think that and this is a hard the, place to try to get your. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say, I think the train starts going in her head and it just moves too fast. Um, uh-huh. and she has a hard time grounding, yeah, yep, you know. And, and like you were about to say, that this is probably the worst place for that, yep, you were. That's exactly what I was about to say. It's just, you know, it's drag race is really hard because you don't really have, you know, we talk, we talk a lot of shit and we, you know, throw a little shade and we have our opinions, but like. We do fully acknowledge that this is a hard, hard situation to be in because you have to do it all within a day, 48 hours. You don't exactly. have time to decompress. You don't have a support system. And the, a lot of the girls who have talked about um, their experiences with um, addiction and recovery have shared very candidly about how it difficult it is to be in this kind of pressure cooker situation mm-hmm. and how it, to, um, how it um, uh, brings back a lot of uh, uh, memories of like toxic behaviors in the past, right? Yeah. It's stressful. Yeah, you got what? Episodes are filmed in two to three days. Yep. Um, I was just listening to uh, some podcast. I forgot which one it was when they were talking about, you know how they, in the dance episodes where they show them, you know, dance rehearsal and they're uh-huh. like fucking up. And then they cut it and it it appears that that's the only time they get to rehearse. They're in there all day. Yep. Right? They filmed that one section of them probably fucking up. Um, and then they're in there rehearsing that dance for the rest of the fucking day. And yep. then you have to go home. Some girls probably rehearse in the hotel after mm-hmm. they, like, sh- shove a cracker in their mouth. Right. Um, <laughs> On the, the meal that they may or may not get. <laughs> right. Right. Oh, whoo. Um, uh, that part that Willem and Alaska talk about. Oh, um, right. I, heard, people, I, I think they've gotten it better. But I, do, I have heard that. Sharon season, they were not the most accommodating. <laughs> wow, it's astonishing. Um, yeah, so yeah, it's stressful as fuck. Then you have a camera on you, um, and you're not doing a porn then, this time, so it's really hard. And you're not doing a porn, then you come back, you're isolated, you can't talk to nobody until you get to the workroom. It's that is like, and then mm-hmm. you get on stage, you know what I mean? You go on stage to either be read or congratulated or ignored in um, heels for hours. So we, we, <laughs> We get it. We get it. But, you know, at the same time, you know, there's no playbook for it, but you kind of have to be able to be able to roll with the punches. So having to deal with your anxiety in the middle of this is a lot and can cost you a lot if, to be quite honest with you, another bitch doesn't fuck up. (laughs) You're not spectacular that week. Yeah. I mean, that's why they do mental health screenings before the girls come on. Because part of that is like, we know this shit is about to pop, is about to cause some shit to pop off inside of you, and we need to know you're not going to pop off and, like, axe murder everybody. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> what? Seriously. Oh, so, so, Jimbo, Rita, and Boa's thing is going to be um, about being a bachelorette patrol. Yes. 
And I'm I, I'm glad that once we finally get through this, and we'll talk about this in the main challenge, that it is squarely directed at disrespectful bachelorette parties. Because as a performer, I have seen them. As a queer person in queer spaces, I have seen them. And it, it does get out of control. A lot of times, especially with these narratives that are driven by cis queer men, and let's call it a thing a thing, cis gay men, and it's mm-hmm. always very anti-woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was really, really worried it was going to veer into that territory where it was going to erase women from queer spaces and erasing drag fans from drag spaces because there are plenty of respectful um, parties, mm-hmm. uh, bachelor parties that come to drag shows and they tip in the front and they're hyping the girls out. Um, and that tends to always be the narrative when, you know, uh, cis gay men start talking about bachelorette parties and I'm glad they uh, were intentional by design or otherwise about really focusing on the bachelorette parties. Yeah, I mean it's a specific thing, right? Um, <clears throat> it's a it's a very specific phenomenon. You know what I mean? You have a lot of evidence of oh, cis women in those spaces that are not doing that. Um, mm-hmm. So it would be unfair to cast that light on um, all kind of cis women in those spaces. Right. Even though it happens, right? We do mm-hmm. have the women hating gay men. Um, yes. Yeah, and so I'm, I'm glad too. And I'm also glad that they talked about that, right? Because I do yes. think that it's important for um, community to talk about what is acceptable in this space and what's not. You know, because ultimately this is a loving space for everyone. But right. This is also a queer space, right? And you are entering mm-hmm. into this space. Right. Do so not intrude not... on this space, but it is supposed to be an inclusive space. We do intrude on the space. Yeah. You at the cookout, girl. Don't be coming into the cookout disrespectful. <laughs> well, you know. You need some... Oops, never mind. <laughs> no, Stop inviting them to the cookout. You know how I feel Bye. about cookout and inviting them. <laughs> Whole tangent. All right. So, right. Uh, but <laughs> wait, 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 wait. So, but, and also, Rita brings up a good illustration of this. Oh, right? yeah. When Jeffrey is walking around, uh, Rita talks about a time when she was performing. Um, there was a bachelorette party there. And one girl sticks her finger into Rita's rectum, into her butt. She sticks her finger right in her butt. And yeah. at first, I couldn't even believe that that was a thing that happened. Oh, I fully believed it happened. And Alona brings this up that um, gay, uh, cis gay men are just as handsy. Right. With performers. Right, right, <laughs> with right. Performers. And Bobo brings it up too that people feel like when there are performers, that you, uh, they feel like um, we're uh, uh, animals in a zoo, a pet yeah. in a zoo. And they feel like they can do things and cross a lot of lines, and it's a problem. It's violent. Yeah, yeah. You know. So I totally, especially when, when violent. she said that I was like, Yeah, go girl. Yeah. It's especially violent too when you think about um this person is presenting their art to you that they right. care about. You know what I mean? Um, and they're getting paid peanuts to yes. do this. Good and I'm it. being and I'm being sexually assaulted, low key. Mm-hmm. Not even low key. I'm being sexually assaulted and condescended to girl. Yeah. And having to go on with the show. Right. That's why I like those videos where the drag queens either physically right or together. verbally right, get them right together. Well, Rita gives us some really important rules. And we're going to leave you with those rules and we're going to go on a break. Mm-hmm. Rule number one. Don't touch nobody. That means the performer or the audience 
or the MC, but not limited to, without their express consent. And as an MC for many shows, I will put you out. Per number two, get off my stage. <laughs> Stay the fuck off my stage. And this is a, a, a problem because that is the main form of disrespect that happens to perform, you know, aside from, you know, touching them. Is right. thinking that you're supposed to be on my stage when I never called you up. Have a seat. You will have a turn. Right. Third, respect this motherfucking space. R-E-S-B-E-C-T. That is required in this bitch, baby. How you like that, right? I did a rhyme. <laughs> Congratulations. Yes, Queen. Yes, Queen. I'm, I'm like Coco Montrese on All Stars 2 for the reading challenge. <laughs> yeah, so follow those three rules. Keep your fingers out of people's butts without their consent. And we are going to take a real quick break. Bonjour, it's Twinkle Motherfucking Toes here. Just really quickly, before we go into the next segment of the show, I wanted to issue a really quick trigger warning. From minutes 51 to 59, we have a conversation about sexual assault. Uh, One of the competitors in the show, Boa, talks about an experience that she had with it, and we discuss it a bit during uh, minutes 51 to 59. So if that's not a conversation you're interested in listening to and you would like to skip it, please, please, please do so. That is 51 to 59 in the show. Thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoy the rest of the show. We're black. All right, so let's get into this main challenge. Uh, first of all, let's just point out that I absolutely love that this show has been doing a really good job of maintaining its Canadian identity without yeah, being Yeah, most definitely. Most definitely. Because we find out that the runway, which I thought was Denim and Diamonds, which is Trey American, is actually Canadian Tuxedo, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is all denim looks. And a pair, I didn't realize there was a story behind it where Bing Crosby, back in 1951, blah, 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 showed up in all denim. It was like, no, nah, turn that ass around, pimp. And then the, the valet <laughs> or whatever was like, that's Bing Crosby. And right. ever since then, he can't know Bing Crosby out. <laughs> yeah, how you gonna get a little Christmas song? <laughs> How you gonna dream of a white Christmas if you kick it out Bing Crosby? Well, we all need to be dreaming about white Christmases. You, you know, I thought that was a racist song, and then when I was a young, when I was a youth, I didn't realize it was about snow. I mean, listen, I was an Africana studies major. <laughs> you go into the right classroom, we definitely will have a discussion about why that is a racist song. Well, which we'll save for another episode of Black to Our Roots. Oh uh, yeah, I gotta tell y'all about. <laughs> <laughs> I did tell y'all about Professor Head. All right, we'll talk with you. <laughs> so first up is Priyanka and Lemon, and they do a fabulous job. I really love that they did a great job stage directing because it's not easy. No, not at all. <laughs> I love Lemon's like, okay, so you're gonna you're gonna um, action for me, action. Okay, great. So you're gonna, <laughs> yeah, we're gonna do this one. This is gonna five yep. minutes. All right, there we go. And I was like, yes, God, it was tight, it was concise, <laughs> and they knew their characters. Like they didn't they need to develop them. They already worked on them. So have you ever gotten too litty and splitting your kitty? Right. <laughs> nailed it. They nailed all of the uh, shablams. Uh, Priyanka's playing into her West Indian side. <laughs> it was like two Capricorns. 
Why are you coming? Yes. <laughs> I mean, no. I mean, that's what it seemed like. Two Capricorn oh. stages or something. Because it was yes. it, ambitious. What? They were just... Organized and ambitious. That's what they <laughs> <are>. <laughs> uh, So they do really well. I don't know. I'm going to say that the looks were an intentional comedic choice. Because they oh, look crazy yeah, as Of course. Hell. Of course. And, you know, those two are usually put together. So <laughs> Right. The way well, they, they were looking were... right there. Right. Because they were also the two who have the worst wigs. So I was like, all right, bro. <laughs> all right. <laughs> we just we need some intentionality, intentionality here, okay? Right. All together, though, they were a wonderful group. They Next were. up, we good. have Team JRB. Did I skip the group? <laughs> oh, no, those bitches were last. Okay, good. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> and even if they weren't, we were talking about them last because <laughs> that's it. Yes. So uh, immediately, a lot is happening with Team Jimbo, Rita, and Boa, which we knew was going to happen. Uh-huh. Uh, we knew it was going to be hella chaotic energy. But <sighs> this is my special day. Oh, uh, that was everything. Every time Jimbo said that, I just want to talk about <laughs> Jimbo Loki being Jimbo's own little TV show. Jimbo, Jimbo, is, does. Jimbo is going to look out for Jimbo. <laughs> Oh, of course. You Jimbo knew that. Look out for Jimbo. You knew that. The the challenge with, with her and uh, Tainomi and Elona. <laughs> she it made it very clear. Together. Right. She made it very clear. Bitch, I don't give a fuck what y'all doing. This is what I'm going to do. So. Hilarious. There was a lot happening in that skit. And when you watch the final one, we talk about that in a second. And for, for me, it was missing a full arc. Like, mm. I understood all of the elements that they had. I love that uh, Rita was um, speaking in French, but also like had a separate sort of um, monologue from what the other girls were doing, and they were doing the what she said thing. Hilarious. Mm-hmm. So I'm also giving Boa the benefit of, of the... I'm sorry, not Boa. Jimbo the benefit of the doubt because uh, that this outfit was a comedic choice because what is going on? Why is the jacket not all the way on? Well, my... Uh, question was, why are we back to this clown white paint? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you've done it enough. She is leaning in, girl, like Sheryl Sandberg, okay? Because <laughs> at this point, I want to say that, like, I'm trying to, like, let this let, let this ride, but this is going, that is for drag. That is it. <laughs> That's it. Well, somebody said in an interview one time that um, they appreciated that Jimbo was there because this is a style of drag that we don't see that much. Mm-hmm. But there definitely exists of dads and wigs. Right. With, some, with a lot of elements of fashion, too. So, like, it's an interesting mix. It is just very jarring. Yeah. I mean, yeah, of course. Uh, who would have guessed that Jimbo in the beginning was going to be the fashion queen? I knew she was going to have some sort of... I knew she was going to do well on the runways because I have never hated Jimbo's runways. Um, Do I agree with that? Hold on, let me think. Yeah, I agree. I agree. For the most part, I agree. And even during the week two where the challenge was the glow-up challenge, uh, uh, your first drag show to now, then and now, whatever the fuck the category was. Mm Mm-hmm. Jimbo's was a very clearly an elevated version of the first outfit. It wasn't the Leg Avenue bodysuit to the H&M <laughs> bodysuit now, like oh, some of the mother girls was giving. 
it was very much so a pumped up evolved version of what she was supposed to do so i always know that that jimbo kid is a smart one so i believe i am praying that this outfit choice was intentional yeah i mean you know and part of what you do um when you come on the drag races that you just bring a shit ton of shit Mm-hmm. and see what sticks to the wall. Yeah. So, that was uh, group Jimbo, Rita, and uh, I want to say Baga. That is not it. <laughs> Boa. Yes. Uh, Boa, immediately, I can see that she's going to be in the bottom. <laughs> not just because of the way, and not just because of the way this is edited, too, but you lose her in this. Yeah, absolutely. You definitely lose her. Also, shout out to um, Stacey McKenzie's um, Outfit, yeah. Stacy always has superb outfits. I wanted that um, t-shirt dress that she wore during the uh, I'm gonna call it the penis challenge, <laughs> uh, mini challenge, because that's what I was. Looking at. I don't know what you <laughs> uh, wanted. That whatever she's wearing next week on the um, on the panel, mm-hmm. I immediately. So all of her looks are always fierce, but I expect nothing less from her. Look, I do believe she is the fashion element of that judging panel. Oh, that's what she's there for. Absolutely. So last up, we have the sissies. And my notes, these are what my notes say. Next. This is a mess. What the fuck am I watching? (laughs) Oh, oh, my biggest note is bitches is spitting. Right. Because they're spitting on each other. And even in the, even in the, 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 the run through, um, Mm -hmm. I was just like, this is too much. It's chaotic. Like, Girls are getting slapped with books. Hit with gavels. Hit with gavels, which uh, Bobo called an anvil. <laughs> well, if you do it right, it does feel like an anvil. She said that. I said, wait a second, an anvil? Wait. What is the matter with this sentence? I was and like, is I... this Acme? What is this? Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Alona draws like a tunnel entrance on a wall and Bobo Brothers. <laughs> Uh, and then, like, Bobo goes, suffering suck a Right. <laughs> so, I- I'm watching this get, and I'm thinking, okay, this is either... Stacy is sold on it uh, as a hilarious thing. Yeah, so- she said they did an amazing job. And I was like, did we watch this? Okay. Okay. It could either be a hot-ass mess, or it could be hilarious. We'll see mm-hmm. what happens when we get to the runway. Mm-hmm. So... Um, all in all, we'll talk about it when we get to the runway because that's when we know what the actual finished products look like. Because you know, on Drag Race, it can be <laughs> a hot ass mess during the run throughs and be fucking hysterical during the um in during the end product. So right, never really so loves or what a misdirect. Yeah, yeah, a mislead. Yes, that's a, a mislead. Yes. <laughs> So we're back in the workroom the next day. We're getting ready for the uh, runway, which category is Canadian Tuxedo. We already talked a lot about um, sort of the behavior of bachelorette parties and, um, again, making sure that when you have a discussion about the bachelorette parties, that you are not erasing women from queer spaces or drag fan from queer spaces. And we talked about inclusion and intrusion already. Boa reveals... Uh, that she has been assaulted. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, Bo revealed <clears throat> she was talking about uh, taking a guy home. Um, 
I believe that she had begun to get intoxicated with the guy they were going to hook up. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it turned violent. Uh, the guy made several threats uh, to her of, you know, robbery and, like, even her life. Um, you know, then she also... So during all of that, I was like, okay, she, um, not okay. But I was, I, I was getting the story that she got robbed. And then she drops it. It was also a sexual assault. Yeah. Um, yeah. So she just, she goes through. And, you know, I had to, at this point, look, I was like, okay, look, Canada. Because Canada's Drag Race so has far been heavy. has been good. Yeah. With like, right before the runway, here comes the trauma. Yes. Um, I mean, which, uh, which is Drag Race in general. Yeah, not saying that it's a burden, but because um, it, it's real life, right? These right. Are, these are queer people, queer people, especially, you know, queer people of color. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you add any other identity on top of it. Uh, people be having, people have lives and hard lives. Um, so, yeah, it was it was a lot. Um, and Boa, like, went into it. One thing that I was also concerned about was the effect of kind of delving into this trauma uh, mm-hmm. right before you have to perform on the runway um, and how right. that may affect her. Uh, I appreciated that <clears throat> that the um, that the her sisters uh, were like supportive and rallying behind her. You know what I mean? Right. Um, so yeah, and you know it, it's uh, we talk about sort of um, gender-based violence, right? And it's how a lot of it is um, directed towards femmes. Though mm-hmm. uh, very, very much so points out that there is very much so uh, violence in the queer community, and it is not just uh, cis men on cis women or men on women, whatever. You know, cis men also are uh, the victims of violence as well in our community. And I think a lot of times we don't talk about it in our community mm-hmm. um, at length like we should. So Boa, um, uh, you know, shares her story. I actually think I do remember seeing that photo. Uh, yeah, the photo did around, look actually. really familiar. Um, yeah. Something, I mean, you know, that going back to your last point about uh, people's silence around certain issues is, you know, like the at least the way that I um, understand it um, is the the queer community does not exist like on an island, right? Mm-hmm. It's not exactly influenced by and um, kind of cultivated in the uh, same uh, realities of the rest of um, the right. world, right? And so patriarchy is a thing, right? Men mm-hmm. having men having uh, cis men having dissonance with their emotions uh, and experiences is a thing, um, yep. and so men not reporting uh, or not being comfortable with discussing sex assault right. is a thing, um, and yep. and that that uh, and I'm not even you know I was about to say something that was inac- inaccurate. I was going to talk about people not knowing the line between. Um, good touch and bad touch but that's not accurate because it's not an yeah, excuse no it's not an excuse and it's not accurate here because that's not the situation that happened right um what i will say is it did remind me of uh my introduction to maybe hookup culture um mm-hmm. and you know and i was telling you when i first started hooking up with people 
I would take knives to their houses. Um, and I used to feel some kind of way about that because, you know, I'm a black guy, you know, walking up um, to somebody's house and I got a knife in my backpack. Uh, mm-hmm. But I also remember hearing all these stories. You know what I mean? Yep. So-and-so goes mm-hmm. here and they don't come back. So-and-so goes here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, I immediately had a flashback of that. Um, yeah. Because it very much still is a thing, right? That people are kind of predatory. A hundred percent, especially with the apps right. nowadays. Right, right, right. Queer people are being targeted. Right. Um, and there's already just sort of this... Um, it's the way that our society is indoctrinated. It's inherent danger. And when I go out in the street, am I going to get hurt for being a queer person? Mm-hmm. So now you can't. Now we the space that we thought was um, quote unquote safe, though you know anybody who's on the apps know uh, physical or mental is not quite the safest place in the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, now you have to worry about being targeted, not just by the external cishet. Uh, 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 community, but also from, quote-unquote, your own community. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and that was that's always, you know, been a concern, right? Um, yeah. Because you don't know who you're dealing with. You know? Right, exactly. You, or mental health. Or the... Right. <laughs> the, app, the apps don't make you <laughs> put up, like, a list of your diagnoses and, uh, like, credit score mm. and arrest record and all that stuff before right. you you meet up so it is it's it's a space to kind of navigate with some um discernment uh mm-hmm. i'm not gonna sit here and proselytize as if i've always had the best like <laughs> you, discernment behavior. yeah no i I'm, everybody makes mistakes like hannah montana said she did say that anyway anyway the message is here kids that when you are interacting out in the world Please be careful. Yeah, I mean, if we're going to get home. your nut, also, to, you know, I also learned very basic, um, very basic things in terms of protection, right? So you can right. carry, if you you carry something, right? Pepper spray, knife, mm-hmm. da 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 da. Um, but also let people know where you're going, right? I, I make it a habit yes. to tell people, oh, I'm going over here, right? And if I, you know what I mean, I'm going to be in this part of the city or I'm going to be mm-hmm. right here. My phone is going to be on. You know what I mean? Um, if you don't hear back mm-hmm. from me, you just check in with me. All those things, right? right? You make sure people know where you are. A buddy system. Yeah, exactly. Um, mm-hmm. I have a code word, but I also don't generally do a lot of hooking up. So Right. Well, there's, that's, another, you know, that's another strategy for protection, right? Because sometimes for you don't that have very time thing. to call or text out a long message. It's like right. banana. Mine, I think. Oh no, I'm not gonna see it on this thing. Right. <laughs> it's hashtag no. I'm right. <laughs> so yes, protect yourself, mm-hmm. please, please. Let's get into the runway. Bring it to the runway, runway. Yes. So yes. first, let's talk about how Tom Green. <laughs> Tom Green uh, went to Burlington Coat Factory <laughs> and said, "I want that." Bur- Tom did not try to get dressed in the <laughs> least. Not even for a funeral, girl. <laughs> in the <laughs> least. But I did not expect him to come. I didn't even, you know what? I didn't even expect him to come in a suit. So I'm fine. Whatever. Yeah, like I wasn't like super bothered by it. But like, remember we were talking about uh, 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 Canadian Roseanne last week and how she 
I thought she looked fly. And Deborah Cox looked fabulous. Like everyone's pretty much been oh, like, you man, know, okay, road lady. Yes. And then Tom Green looks like he like went to TJ Maxx and was like, you know what it twenty nine ninety nine. You know what it kind I'll of reminded no. me of. Um. I thought when he came out, I thought he was going to be like Joe McHale was in U.S. <laughs> you remember Joe McHale? I was worried about that too, actually. Woo! All right, bring out another one. <laughs> and Michelle was over it. Dot <laughs> fucking calm. She said, I will fucking quit. <laughs> I will go back to radio. I love Joe McHale, though. I'm so happy with him. Me too. Touching panel on Drag Race is so random sometimes. Yeah, because he was there with New York. <laughs> right. <laughs> Tiffany New York Pollard, who was tame that episode. Yes, was very tame. She was like, uh, you know, I, I get paid to get turned up. You know, right. They, they didn't even give me a room at the La Quinta Inn. <laughs> so the looks, the looks are as possible. Scarlet Bobo comes out first. Um, and she's, you know. Oh, wait. You know what? One, more, one thing. I didn't realize the damn. Guest judge says the girls' names when they come out. Yes, the guest judge does. The guest judge says their names. The guest judge does the um, lip sync for your life. I remember that, but I didn't realize they were saying the girls. And I was like, this is just ghetto. Like, if you're going to put Brooklyn Heights there, I know, I know you don't want to like centralize the power in one place, but give her that. Brooklyn I mean, had shit. absolutely nothing to do this episode. <laughs> Well, we'll talk about what she did in this episode when we oh, get to boy, that yeah, part. She did. And maybe that's why she was doing all of that. Um, <laughs> she said, I'm going to get my screen time. <laughs> Bitch, you look like shit. Um, right, you're not, about to, you're not about to take the crown from me on season 11 and think I'm going to just sit idly. Fuck y'all. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah. The, the Japanese situation... Girl. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I just knew I was about to eat this almond silently. <laughs> That was a lie. Keep keep going the right way. <laughs> the judge's situation I made peace with because it's it's a mess and hopefully they right. uh clean it up a little bit. Um I'm praying they retire this guest judge thing. Like sh- listen to the fans. Yeah, please. next season, please. <laughs> just let just let Brooklyn do it. You know what I mean? Y'all can still have y'all little vote or whatever. Um right. so Scarlet Bobo, <laughs> Scarlet Bobo's first. Um and she essentially she has on a bodysuit and a coat. Um Yeah. But it's styled really nice. It's styled nice. Her hair looks nice. Um, the coat has like all this volume and drama, and mm-hmm. like a mutton. It's a mutton sleeve. I was about to ask, what would you say that sleeve is? I think that's the. I don't know if that's the technical fashion term for, it, but I'm sure it's colloquially known as a mutton sleeve. Yeah. Well, you know, toots. I give um, Canadian Trinity a two. She, is. she does like Trinity. Uh, it's because they have Sir's face. Mm. Uh, yeah, I absolutely love the look. I love the um, pops of neon that yeah. were in the garment. And while we're going to see there's a lot of sort of um, similar aesthetics, it clearly stood out. And also, um, it, it read as Scarlet. Yeah. It didn't realize Scarlet was wearing somebody else's drag. Right, which brings me to the next person who came out. <laughs> That was unintentional, but that was what I meant. <laughs> yes. Um, the next person was Alona, um, who has a jumpsuit with some chaps. And <laughs> immediately, um, the well, actually, the first thing I noticed was the squiggled on baby hair, which was all over her. It was like, 
squiggled all over her face. And I think you... She must have, like, saw a Saweetie video and was like, yes. I think you texted me and said, like, her baby hair is doing the fool or something like that. (laughs) This... Hello? I'm here. I thought I lost you. No. So, let's get into this entire garment. She looked good from the waist up. I like um, how tailored the upper part of Mm -hmm. the the bodysuit denim jacket was. Um, I did not like how baggy the chaps were. Um, Brooklyn made a point of pointing out, uh, a lot of adipose tissue showing and not being covered. Okay, anatomy class. (laughs) I went to the Potomac Massage Training Institute for 18 months. (laughs) Yeah, you give a great massage too. Yeah, thanks. Um, and you know, and also something that I'm here for is Add a positivity. Uh, so I'm not going to critique a girl if she wants to have some skin showing. Right. Um, because she's larger. I don't think that that's a problem. Uh, mm-hmm. I do, however, understand Brooklyn. So Brooklyn commented that it uh, needed to be uh, covered with makeup. That was her first comment. Uh huh. Um, and I do agree. Which everyone it. seems to forget that Brooklyn said for some reason. Uh-huh. But everyone seems to forget that Brooklyn said. Right. Yeah. And I do. I do agree with that point. Um. I think that you know what I mean. You don't want like a whole bunch of blemishes and stuff showing. Um, uh huh. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Go, the, go ahead. The chaps were baggy. That was us. The chaps were baggy. Um, and Alona doesn't have a butt. So it kind of was just right. like, womp, womp, when you turn around. You know what I mean? With the chap, the moment is when you see the ass. Um, and if you ain't got no butt, it's like... Well, that's more of a presentation issue. So yeah. the thing with the garment is, first of all, it was very much so well constructed from... Um, you can tell this is just a beautifully executed piece. Mm-hmm. Like, whoever made this for her did a phenomenal job. I wonder if she... I wonder if she fitted in pads mm-hmm. and then made a split decision on the show to not wear any. Because those, she looked like she was wearing a pair of 1999 Jinko jeans. Yeah, she boot cuts. And yes, a boot cut. And that is why this garment, and that's why this look altogether is a boot. A boot. The, um, and I'm not sorry, a booted. Um <laughs> Let's start from, let's dissect this look so we don't have to get into it, because this is a whole point of contention for the fan base. Um, makeup looks fantastic. The baby hairs are entirely too aggressive. She doesn't need that <laughs> much of it. They are. Yes, they are. It's like, I'm looking at a picture right now, just swiveling right, like, one is swiveling below the eyebrow. They were bigger than Alexis Mateo's baby hairs <laughs> during the circus look for the three-in-one. Right. There were too many. They didn't need them much, especially for that small-ass wig she had on. Two, the tailoring of that garment, it just was not right. And the uh, chaps. Mm-hmm. Chaps are already a choice when it comes to the runway. I stand chaps. Bobo's already worn chaps mm-hmm. on the runway already. And you know a couple of other... That's a drag queen, like, 
Shea Coulee loves chaps. Mm-hmm. That is a drag queen, like, sort of, a, I won't say a one-on-one, but that's a, a staple piece. Mm-hmm. If you're going to do that, you need to make sure that you stand out in that. And right, and the, the, the chaps were just entirely too voluminous. I did not see any issues with her ass. I didn't see any blemishes. They might have, and I don't know, this TV's pretty fucking HD. I can see the lace on these bitches' wigs. I would have saw bullet wounds. I didn't see any issues, and I am fully supportive of big girls showing skin on the runway. Widow Vandu did that and look fantastic. This was not about her body. Mm-hmm. This was about the way that this garment fit. And we talked about this a little bit during the last episode and a little bit during um, the All-Stars 5 recap, recap that we did. Proportions matter in drag. Yes, absolutely. You know, if you are making a choice to not wear pads, uh, that's okay. There are different body types. Artists, this is an art form. You can uh, present your drag any kind of way. You know who doesn't wear a ton of um, pads? Jimbo. The difference, <laughs> except for that breastplate. And I was about to say, but that shit is completely eclipsed by the fact that she got the shit fits. Of <laughs> clothes dresses. Right, she, she put putting eyes out, but the shit fits. So when we get into the issue, people are having the big thing, which is sort of the vilifying of Jeffrey Boyer Chapman as a judge, because quite frankly, this is not only embedded in this sort of um, the perspective that he's not qualified, but also racism. Mm-hmm. That the, the, the note shouldn't have been around the blemishes. It should have been around the fit of that garment. Yeah. And I would even venture to say that it would have been great without those sleeves as well. Mm, I don't know. I, I like... I liked it, but like she looks like she is like a futuristic flight attendant. <laughs> But, like, she hasn't gotten paid yet, so the outfit doesn't fully fit, so she's borrowed one. Well, also, compared, I think, too, compared to the rest of the looks, it's kind of just pedestrian. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. Well, compared to some of the rest, because we got some other pedestrians walking around. You know, we got a crosswalk. But... <laughs> At Iverson Mall. Right. So... <laughs> so the next person up is Boa. Who also is in you girls live for a bodysuit. Um and at this point I'm done with Boa and these bodies because this is Go ahead. You finish describing the garment. <laughs> Boa has a bodysuit. Oh I mean Boa has a denim bodysuit on with um some rib tights and what she the extra that she did add to it is these huge um denim wings. Which I like. Yeah, which I like. And they kinda are uh de stressed. It's not like a pretty wing. Um but that's kind of the point, yeah. Yeah, like, that is the point. It's absolutely the point, and I like it. Um, the judges I did it. not like it, but I, I, I thought that it was cute and it was a good way to add a little something to this outfit. Right. Also, you know, her makeup was as always stamped, and I like. Poe has the best hair. makeup of all of them. Yeah, <laughs> something that I do that I noticed in particular on this episode that's been there the entire time is those titties. Ye- she has some interesting breasts that she uses. You know, I think it's like over the. I have this really cute tray and I'm watching it on my window. I'm sorry. Anyway, they have. Um, I think it goes over her head too. Yeah. And it's blended really nicely because you can barely tell. Yeah, but when you do get up close, like when the camera gets up close, you get, uh-huh. they look hard. Give me James Mansfield. Yeah. Um, and they also like kind of small. Mm-hmm. well she's a small girl but she don't need no big ass titties no not like small in size but just small in proportion to how much of her chest they cover like they don't cover the entire pectoral or like pectoral mm-hmm. muscle 
yeah. you better you better act you that's okay. <laughs> they don't cover the entire pack, right? They come like um halfway down the middle of the, the pack. Uh, and this, this, you don't see it when she has them covered. Uh, right. I think so for this, I, I like the look. It's fine. Uh, I think the wings actually were the centerpiece. Mm-hmm. Um, Boa has an amazing shape, and I love the way that she pads. This is bodysuit number 1800 that she has worn on the runway. Well, hey. She watched season nine and saw the Shea Kool-Aid mostly wore bodysuits. So she said, I can do that too. And then she must have missed season 11 when Vanessa Vangie Mateo wore mostly <laughs> bodysuits. And they were like... All right, and she's the fucking golden child, and was like, "All right, bitch, like, come on, no more bodysuits." Um, I would have liked something different in terms of this is the silhouette we've seen from her week after week after week. Mm-hmm. I love that she um, shows her body. I love that we get to see her shape every week. But this is what the judges have literally been asking her, asking her for is a different aesthetic, right? And it was not delivered, right? But I can at least give her um, some points because she did do something. I did love the wings, and it wasn't a chap. Right, it wasn't a chap. How did she pack those wings? Uh, she probably folded it. She might have constructed it while she was there. Yeah, I always be wondering because they talk about these girls having bag limits and all this stuff. But, Five. But then they'd be bringing stuff that like covers half of the stage. I'm like, <laughs> where? How did you pack that? Listen, you gotta get real creative when you want to pack a bunch of looks. I went to Iceland and a tiny ass bag, and I, I had like six or seven outfits. Yeah. I had t-shirts and coats, bitch. Good skills with with my little uh, goldfish snacks for the plane ride. Right. <laughs> so the next person is Jimbo. Um, Yo. And the first thing I want to say is something that happens in Jimbo's look uh, that we did not talk about when we were texting is that it validates a comment that Jeffrey Boyer Chapman made. Um, earlier this season that people were going ham about when he told Kine that she needed to paint her entire body yes. purple if she was going to have a purple face. Yep. Um, and that it looked, it took him out of the fantasy to have the purple face and then see patches of normal colored skin. Uh, or right. Her skin tone. So Jimbo is blue underneath in the face and the hands and it does help complete the look because Jimbo is in a, a full like Lee Bowery esque suit of patchwork denim. Uh, and she, I wonder if Lee Bowery like knew that his name would get dropped so frequently. I'm, I'm, I don't know if he knew, but I'm I'm assuming that he would be happy. Of course, that's a really great documentary on Lee Bowery that I watched. Uh, wow, what a life! If I can find it, I'll send it to you. It's fantastic. Mm. But yeah, Jimbo looks amazing. Jimbo is also padded to the god. Yes, that's them titties. You know what I loved about this look? First of all, I love the entire look. It was it was freaky. Mm-hmm. And at first I was like, I would have loved even longer red hair. But honestly, she didn't need it. No. She didn't need it. Um, it was freaky and it hit the floor. Mm-hmm. And Jimbo does not wear short heels. No, not at all. So it was good. Jimbo might just about be the top two for me. It's top two for me. Totally. There's no other look of that is going that beat out Jimbo's look. Not one. In fact, spoiler alert, I think Jimbo should have won the challenge. But that's neither here nor there. Pretty much. So next up is uh, 
Rita Baga, who I will say looks beautiful tonight. Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can okay, hear you. Okay, good. My, um, my... Did you just text me? Yeah, I was trying to see if you could hear me because I said something. Um, mm-hmm. But no, somebody called me. This do not disturb. Listen, do not disturb me. All kinds of fucked up. Right. So, <laughs> um, yeah, Rita Baga comes out. And it was, I don't know. At least for me, it was what it was. I wasn't like wild yeah. by it. I wasn't wild by it. Right. I think it was a cool look. I thought her face looked beautiful. This is the softest we have seen her <laughs> all season. Mm-hmm. Um, so the makeup was right. The wig was right. The padding, and um, Brooklyn brings it up, she could have used an ass pad because she, <laughs> and Brooklyn's were half flat ass. Right. And we'll talk about that in a second. Um, was an accurate read because it was um, the proportion, like the skirt was so mini that it needed to be filled out. Yeah. I don't think that she need to re- needed to remove the arms. I think that was an unnecessary effect. I saw what she was doing was kind of like a rock and roll, Jim and the holograms meets Storm, uh, a little detox in there because quite frankly, this was basically the detox runway. Right. Uh, <laughs> so I don't think, I think the only person who like ra- rose to the gym, the, uh, See what I was about to say. Rose to the detox level of fashion was Jim. Right, right, right. So yeah, it was cute. I'll give it a two. Twas cute. Um <sighs> everything we want out of our next winner of Canada. Our winner of Canada. Okay. Um so then we have Priyanka. Can I also just say though, I just generally really like Rita Baga. I just like her a lot. I do sometimes. Um She's not like weirdly cunty for no reason. She stays in her lane. Yeah. She's like Chad like Michaels. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's giving the French Canadian Chad Michaels. Um <laughs> so Priyanka's next. Priyanka comes out pretty much in a bodysuit with um boots attached to a belt. Chaps. Oh, those are chaps. <laughs> yes, more chaps. Okay, they're chaps and then a jacket with a big collar. And so, the judges were uh, gobsmacked. They were shocked because uh, they said that Priyanka was uh, looking pedestrian. And I can agree with that. I think, again, the garment looks really well constructed. Yes. Oh, one more thing about Rita's outfit. Mm-hmm. Let's just go back to this. She had such huge titties that she needed to balance the bottom. Mm, mm-hmm. She was giving us a full Wendy Williams situation. Oh, see. It's true. Um, back to Priyanka. Really well, really well uh, made garment. It looks beautiful. It probably could have used... If she had, like, stoned the, 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 the piece mm-hmm. more, it would have really stood out. Because she, she tends to wear long, flat, uh, flat wigs, and that's fine. That's, that's for drag. She doesn't wear big wigs. We've already kind of seen that's not what Priyanka does. That's okay. Yeah. Uh, the head wrap I thought was cute, but it just needed some um, some polishing. And we know that I would say that I think she is capable of that. That hair look was extraordinary. The hair look? The unfinished tutu? No, it looked like a cute tie pod. It was unfinished in the back. Well, I think that was a stylistic choice. Hopefully. Um, it yeah, it wasn't my favorite thing that Priyanka's worn. Mm-hmm. And I don't even really have anything else to say about this look, actually. No, not at all. I mean, the, the only thing I have to say is that I, um, I, 
am confused by the judge's confusion and uh, saying that she looks pedestrian now and what happened. Because I mm-hmm. do think that last week Priyanka had a very um, grand look. Uh, mm-hmm. But I also think the judges have been overhyping her up until this point. Um, and so I would argue that things have kind of been pedestrian. Um, uh huh. Well, previously. Well, you know, when the, th- the herd starts to thin out, you know, it, <laughs> you really start uh, to see where things can use some polishing. And this is, goes back to my original note when we started this episode. While we might be reading some of the, you know, we were being pretty clear, critical, understand that we are also kind of splitting hairs at this point because the looks across the board were okay. Yeah. Then there's one more thing. There's, they were okay. There's something to bring up with Priyanka in general. Uh, in contrast to the attack on Lemon later. Uh, so just remind me. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> when we talk about that and we bring up the, somebody brings up the point that Lemon always has the same face. A lot of them have. Exactly. <laughs> which is why that critique made no sense because Priyanka constantly has garage doors and we don't mm-hmm. talk about that. You know, the, we don't talk about Jimbo's clown uh, white. Know. Go ghost real right. But anyway, so yeah. and then speaking of lemon, lemon's the last person. Um, and lemon, uh, lemon probably has the most controversial look of the night, which I thought was ridiculous. <laughs> First of all, it's good luck. Good luck trying to explain this girl because that one is hard to. Explain. Well, I mean, essentially, it's a, essentially, it's a pair of chaps. Um, <laughs> and a bra. Yes. Uh, and some sleeve, bell bottom sleeves that are not yes. to anything. Um, and a collar. So, what is maybe difficult to explain is that all of this is made out of disparate parts of uh-huh. recycle all thrifted. She said, Yes, all thrifted. So, like the chaps are jean legs that have been ripped apart, um, and they are connected to a a centerpiece on her waist by bands of ripped up jeans. You know what I mean? So everything is ripped up mm-hmm. and like disconnected, like shredded. Um, the judges hated it, especially Stacey. Um, Tom Green right. liked it. Uh, My, uh, <laughs> man. Okay. Are you done? It was hard. I mean, the last thing I'll say is I don't know. It was hard. I don't know if I keep going back and forth on whether I like this look or not. So, and maybe that's what we're going to ask. I have a lot of points on this. First of all, I actually like the look. We we have talked about this before with Lemon in the past. Lemon could benefit from somebody. Mm-hmm. Or making sure that things fit better. Mm-hmm. Also, there were some styling choices that she could have done, not in the denim itself, but like her hair, for instance, should have been a shorter little flip situation. But I actually really like this look. The look was, it gave me very 90s, but like reconstructed. It was a little Tommy Hilfiger, but done in the way that the rap girlies are doing right now where they're reconstructing and pulling references from the 90s. Mm -hmm. And make using it in um in their concert looks, 
So I saw what the point of view was. I understood it. I think it was the most useful. It was the most interesting and innovative um, take on a chat. Mm-hmm. Uh, I liked that they were baggy. I liked that there was, it was dis- deconstructed and there was different sort of pieces in it that looked a little bit of a um, hodgepodge. I understood what the aesthetic and the point of view was. I think it's a different type of fashion that is a little quote unquote urban, but you're not going to tell me that the Gen Z generation, which she is in, the TikTok generation, is not going to eat that garment. Right. My hair is. A big thing that has been going on on Twitter, and it's been an issue with Canada's Drag Race from Jump Street, is the validity of the um, critiques of the judges. Uh-huh. Right? Because um, a lot of people feel like the judges are being bullies and being mean girls. And I in a lot of ways, disagree with that. And uh, I would say, and I greatly disagree with it because one, I think we all go into this understanding that this is a competition. First and foremost. Agree. Two, I think we also need to go in with the understanding that this is, a, the Boulay brothers do this for Dragula where they say, you know, this is your art and art is subjective. We're not judging your drag, but we are judging your drag as it pertains to this particular challenge. This was a runway and fashion challenge. Um, three, the judges are hired to judge. Right. So you're talking about a judging panel, a mix that consists of a ballerina, a literal fucking ballerina, mm-hmm. which is a notoriously very uh, critical sort of world to be in, and drag queen, who is a colleague of these girls. Um, you're talking about a fashion model an unconventional fashion model, right? Who has probably been told no a million fucking times before she really started booking gigs gigs and blowing up. And then you have Jeffrey Boyer Chapman, who I think is an actor. Mm-hmm. He's an actor. <laughs> He's an actor. So, you know, when they, when they give these critiques, well, sometimes the delivery can be a little um, uh, terse, is the word I'll use. Um, they're not frequently wrong. Yeah, and I mean, uh, here's the the uh, the fourth thing I'll say. Y'all don't give all this energy to Michelle Visage. Thank you. Or in this case, Brooklyn Heights. Right. Because every 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 time there is a, a critique of um, the girls that is unfavorable, all of the energy gets pointed to Jeffrey Boyer. Yeah, their whole like their whole like ten minute YouTube videos about it. But this Michelle Visage does the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, to an extent, RuPaul does this to the girls too. She can get real sassy and feisty. So uh, you know, it's one part of it is certainly the perspective of who you know is is the sort of fans' um, idea of who is allowed to judge drag, mm-hmm. and it's frequently being projected onto Jeffrey, which is always unfair. Mm-hmm. I think. And you have to look at all of the judging panels for all of the shows. They really only have one actual peer drag queen on the show. Yeah, except for Thailand. Except for Thailand, right, which is breaking barriers all over the place. <laughs> they have trans competitors. They have a, the first big girl winner ever in the entire pantheon of drag They groups. have judges screaming <laughs> during lip syncs. Fight for your life! Fight for right. your life! 
So I have this whole sort of diatribe about this, and I think the fans uh, need to chill the fuck out. <laughs> They've always needed to chill the fuck out, mm-hmm. but they have to realize that regardless of whether you think these per- people are um, qualified to judge, they are the judges. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> they are the judges. Um, and while sometimes the delivery can certainly be better, that's the case in a lot of ways, right? Yeah. Right. Uh, Michelle telling Jocelyn, you, you're not going to show me that in a meaty tux. <laughs> <laughs> don't act like the other judges don't go there and don't try. And I really hate that they're projecting all of this uh, vilifying on a black queer person. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's, that's the that's, thing. That's the, that's the, that's the thing. Because Brooklyn said the exact same thing. The, the issue here was Alona's ass comment. Mm-hmm. Brooklyn said the exact same thing and said it to Rita. I have seen that one drag of Brooklyn mm-hmm. on Twitter. Period. Per. And that's on what? Rolling Rex. <laughs> Who I saw the bus stop last week. <laughs> Did you really? Mm-hmm. Rolling Ray, and then I learned that Rolling Ray lives near my job. <laughs> Shout out to Rolling Ray, because Rolling Ray... <laughs> Came out of nowhere and has made a career uh, or whatever it is that he does for himself or themselves. I'm not sure what uh, their pronouns are, but I stand. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know how I feel about making your own, making your own storyline and telling your own narrative. So you work, self-made. Look, work, work, and that's on what India Fair Alliance. Oh, All right. <laughs> so let's get into this lip sync. Okay, so well, we didn't say Rita back on the show. Rita back on the challenge. I already said that. In the uh, spoiler alert. <laughs> well, I mean, we gotta say it again, just in case people. That was like five hours ago. So, oh, they like they like fast forward. <laughs> right. Oh, uh, this part's boring. Um, which I definitely do on podcasts. Um. So, how do you know where you want to be then? I just. Hope for the best, and I'm like, oh, does okay. this sound interesting? It, if it's the middle of like a sentence or a point, then I'll just whine a little bit. Um, so uh, read it back on the challenge, and I was scared for a second. Oh, we didn't talk about how everybody voted. They asked, "Who do you think should go?" Home? Yes, yeah. So they asked the dreaded home. question, right? And almost all of the queens said limit. And it was not because of how she's done in the competition. Most of them used the scapegoat of the judges not liking her outfit. Um, Let me tell you something. I hate that, too. When they go... um, I don't mean to cut you off, but it's a point of contention for me when they go, based off tonight's challenge, I hate that. (laughs) Right, right. Because based off tonight's challenge, Lemon was one of the best people in the challenge. Exactly. Exactly. Period. Um, so just say a thing is a thing, and that's why I respect some of the older girls. It was just like, mm, no, it's because I don't like you. Like when the victim was like, Eureka should go home because I don't like her, you know what I mean? <laughs> I respect Ooh. that answer, um, because it's the truth. Because right. when we get backstage, Ilona, Ilona's bitch ass just sits up here and says, Girl, I voted for you because you love yourself too much or something to that. And I was like, Are you serious or you're jealous? Because you insecure. Right. So what I'm what I heard was I'm jealous of you for some reason or for some reason you trigger insecurity and instead of dealing with that, I'm going to attack you. Right. Um and Lemon even brought it up when Lemon said 
the question wasn't whose outfit got the lowest rating. The question was (laughs) who should go home. And, you know, so it was completely unfair. Um, And then Stacey... That wasn't the question. The question was, can you do glamour? Right. And Stacey even pointed it out um, by saying that, you know, what we saw was a whole bunch of girls hating on her. Um, You know what it reminds me of uh, season eight, cycle eight of Top Model? When everybody said that Natasha should go home and Natasha was like, if Giselle Bunchen... I would say the same. <laughs> right? <laughs> if Giselle Bunchen was in her Russian accent, <sighs> I would say Giselle too. <laughs> Shout out to Natasha because she was like, fuck you hoes. I know what y'all trying to do. I know what y'all trying to do. And I was so upset that Jocelyn and fucking Dion were in with that shit. And they, I know that Renee conspired that, that whole shit. Um, but anyway, that is going to be a tangent because I was about to <laughs> let season eight of Top Model have it. <sighs> yeah, so the girls are like definitely. I just say this, women. and I would people have wars in their country, <laughs> and that's on what <laughs> Brittany complaining that she was late from the go sees. So yeah, the girls are definitely shook by lemon, and I would be too because Joe because uh, Jojo. That's how good it was. <laughs> Lemon served a stellar snatch game. Mm-hmm. Quite frankly, the only place that Lemon is failing right now is in these runway looks. Yeah. And it can use some polishing, but she's also a new queen, allegedly. Yeah, well, I mean, if you go on her Instagram and you, like, click, like, a year ago, uh-huh. it's definitely cringy. Um, <laughs> it is. I was just doing it while we were talking. Um, you better. Because I needed to see, because she has shots of her look that look better than the... Um, one that Canada's Drag Race put up. Um, so, yeah. So then we get to the lip sync. I was scared they were going to put Living in the Bottom, but who's in the bottom? Boa and Ilana. Ilana. Ilona. Ilona. <laughs> Oof, I'm going to be, ugh, I'm trying. Ilona. Um, and they... Like Fair Verona. <sighs> okay. Um, and they have to lip sync to some like pop ballad Scars to Your Beautiful by Alicia Carr yeah too many who I did not know was too many words too many words for a title there were a lot of words from the title yeah Uh, I didn't know she was Canadian well yeah I'm waiting for you know secretly um Alanis Morissette is Canadian right yes I need um that one angry woman song up on there you ought to know yes I uh, I need that. It's coming. It's it. coming. I need it's it. coming. Well, is it coming? Because I was pretty sure that my heart would go on was going to come. I'm so glad it didn't come. Um, <laughs> so we get this lip sync, and um, <laughs> Boa. I, you can tell that Boa is basically crush. Yeah, because Alona does not move. I don't want spot. Well, she twirled <laughs> in a circle like twice, girl. Listen, not the way that they got real estate on motherfucking Canada's Drag Race, bitch. It's like 30 acres and a mule on that motherfucker. And she stood in one spot. Well, Bo was moving back and forth, but she just wasn't. Bo was pulling a pointer sister, which you cannot do to that song. I mean, the other thing is that, so the the problem with Bo's lip sync is, other than it was clear that she was in her head, um, is that the song, um, whatever you may think about it, um, the song is an emotional song. Um, right, and so it requires uh, emoting and connecting, and Boa was I love saying that. I mean, it does. <laughs> this, this, this. No, you're right. I'm just saying that. You, I just remember that very vividly. You saying that. Yeah, and so 
Boa's problem is that she's lip syncing like half of the time she's looking at a uh, at Elona. Um, yes. The other half of the time she's looking off to the side where the judges are not at, like the opposite direction. And then at some point she's looking. And I'm always wondering too, what the fuck is on the ceiling in these drag race sets? Because some of the girls <laughs> when they lip sync, they look straight up to the ceiling. I'm like, what is that about? Uh, a mirror. <laughs> like Delta work in the back of the park. Like she's looking up into the Raptors. Like what? What is this? It's probably scary as shit looking dead at the judges who are uh, may or may not be making a face. Right. Well, girl, shit. What's up there? Not not even the camera. <laughs> you don't know that. There could be a camera up there. <laughs> no, trust me. If there was a camera up there, we would have gotten that shot. Yeah. So um Elona was definitely emoting, and I'll give her that. Like, she was feeling it, Mm -hmm. and that is really hard to do. I will not quite give her a Latrice Royale standing in one spot. No, not at all. Not at all. Definitely not. But she was, she knew her words. She was emoting the entire time, and she was not pulling a pointer system. Mm -hmm. And those who are not in the know, a a pointer system is a thing that drag queens do where they just point to you when they may or may not know the song mm-hmm. instead of doing shit. Um, it is akin to a tipping number mm-hmm. where they just walk around and collect tips and they, you know, walk to the back, throw the tip in the back, and they come back out and, you know, diddy off a little more and start just walking around the bar and collecting tips. That's essentially what that is. Mm-hmm. So um, once we see... Uh, uh, Boa must have been pointed to the door because uh, <laughs> she got sent to the house. Yep, And um, I... I figured this was probably going to be Boa's fate. Because she's not really gotten a great critique for a couple of weeks now. Yeah. Um, and she's not done anything. I think she's a wonderful queen. She's beautiful. <laughs> and I think her um, <coughs> she pads excellently and she has a lot to deliver. When Stacey McKenzie said that she's special, I believe that. Mm-hmm. I think she has to um, work on concentrating it into something a little less chaotic and work on the anxiety thing. Like, anxiety is not a thing you just like, well, today is the day that I don't have anxiety anymore. Right. I, I put that in a trash can and it's done. It's not, that's not real. Not a thing. Um, so I think once she learns on how, learns how to manage that with her um, performance side, she is going to do wonders. I look for, I, I wish her the best of luck and I look forward to all of the girls in Canada being able to go on tour. Mm-hmm. And that's on what? I came here to make lasagna, not friends. <laughs> I love that. Mm-hmm. I love a queen who has a prepared uh, outgoing phrase. Yeah. Did you catch what her, her, her mirror message said? No, I didn't. What did it say? I don't know. I didn't look either. Oh, well, they didn't like it. Wasn't a good shot of it. Like last, like the week. Um, what was it? Was it Kiara or was? Well, it... yeah. Well, because Kiara's was an elder font. No, it was one she person didn't... where I saw their message, and you like you saw that. Yeah, Kiara. Oh, okay. Because it was an elder font, right? <laughs> So next week, um, uh, the challenge is a pageant. Yeah, it looks, looks like a, it looks like a honey boo boo one. Yeah, I'm really excited mm-hmm. about it. Um, did you? What did the runway look like? A, a evening gown challenge? It looks like. Yeah, it did look like everybody was going to be in a gown. Um, and I definitely sense a whole bunch of misdirection in the editing. Um, yeah, me too. <laughs> of that judging. Me too. I'm rooting for Lemon to stick around. I am too. <laughs> I don't, I don't have a problem with them. And then especially 
especially after tonight, I'm rage standing Lena. Same. Same. Because she, she didn't do anything wrong. Right. I don't like a girl getting railroaded for no reason. That's not fair. Right. Scarlett's trying to say that she made the... When, uh, for those who are... I don't think we said this earlier. Lemon did the pairings for the challenge. Scarlett uh, insinuates and claims not insinuates, that it was a setup. Out, verbally uh, says it's a setup. And I'm like, how? That's your best friend, bitch. Right. But, and then that's when Lemon came back and was like, oh, are you trying to say that your partner isn't sickening? <laughs> That wig and the challenge was challenge was not, so she would not have been wrong. <laughs> All right, folks, this has been Black to Our Roots, a Blackity Black podcast. I'm Twinkle Motherfucking Toad, and I am about to take a nap. All right, a Grandma Barbie. <laughs> yes. Saying bye. Oh, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> what? We will be releasing these episodes as early as Monday, the following week after the episode. Yeah. But because I'm a hard-working woman of America slash Canada, because of that one show I did in Canada, I never did that. That's a lie. I was about to say. (laughs) I'm going to try to get you all episodes earlier. So stay tuned, subscribe, and make sure you download these bitches every time we publish them. Yeah. We are on every store slash platform Mm -hmm. where podcasts are sold (laughs) or listen to for free (laughs) listen let me have this okay (laughs) peace up a town down bye bye